0: All right, so this may seem an odd question, but what does the combination of Alec Baldwin, Kim Potter, Dante Wright, Bill Gates, and Mayor Snowshovel in Seattle, all those things combined, what do they tell us about how the party sees us? And more importantly, what does it tell
1: us about how God Almighty must see them? The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile. Todd Herman. The only knee we take is to the Lord. The Todd Herman Show. I love that one.
0: Today is in fact the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Oh, I'm so much better on the sinus front. There's still stuff packed up there, but uh, Tuesday, I am very confident. I'll get all that stuff out on Tuesday. I hope you had an opportunity to connect with family and friends in a peaceful setting um, on this Christmas weekend. Many of us celebrate Christmas for two weeks. I loved seeing Merry Christmas to people when they don't expect it. A lot of people celebrate it longer than that. And I want to thank everybody for the proliferation of emails. And one quick statement on that is it occurred to me that my obsession with fairness is getting in my way of being a good host. People write to me you know, such long and beautiful emails and, and many of them are, are, are voluminous and long. And, and I feel so guilty because I want to reply in, in like kind to everybody. That's been the issue. So I'm going to ask your forgiveness and your forbearance. If you get a note from back from me, that's not as long as the one you wrote me and that recognizes what you wrote, that I've consumed it and that it's meaningful. Um, It it just occurred to me that if I write the way that I like to write, which is long notes, I'll I'll, I'll never do a show. But I did make some progress on the emails this weekend. And I want to thank you for that. This is also a two-part podcast. So we're getting back into the two-hour form. And I don't usually tease what's coming in the second hour, but this this is so tied together that I'm going to do that now. Okay, I want you to know what's coming in the second hour. The second hour is an exploration. It's a continuing exploration of do the evil people know they're evil. But this time it is an attempt to divine who is foolish versus who is evil and a bigger question. And when I first asked myself this question, it bugged me. Then God provided me the answer for, for, I think, clarity. And I was as placid as an inland lake on a night with no wind. 66.8 degree weather. Not a cloud in the sky when I feel like I got the answer. So that will be second hour. I'll tell you something else on the inside of the podcast production. Since I decided to put God at the center of this, I'm very careful. I try to be very careful. And I create a show template. This isn't new for me. I've done this since a guy named Nick taught me how to do this back when I came back to radio. Doing a show rundown. It's not what I'm going to say, but it's the it's the um, the resources and articles and sound bites in the program. And I've added something in each of the shows. We have scripture clearly, since God is at the center, and then a thesis. So I don't always state the thesis. In fact, I think this is the first time I've stated the thesis that's for me to keep me on track. The thesis for this hour, episode 20, as they say in podcast line, welcome to episode 20, the date is this. I don't know why that matters. The podcast I listen to, no, episode 20, this date, I, why? I don't care what the episode number is. I guess, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm just, I'm new to podcast. There's probably a very important reason. Here's the thesis. Everything Jesus did, preached and modeled, the party does in reverse. In so doing, and whether they know it or not, the functionaries of the party have chosen sides against God. The functionaries meaning the people not not truly evil running things. And man, I do think there are really evil people running things. And I, I, you know what, uh, a year ago, I would have had trouble speaking this sentence. I think some of them, I, I think they're satanic and they know it. It's even, now I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable saying it that way. I think they're satanic and they know it. Almost sounds like a children's song. If you're satanic and you know it, raise your hand. Is that, I don't know if he is. I don't want to bear false witness because that would get me in trouble. The aspects of them operating in reverse should be well known if you've listened to the program for any length of time In in certain ways. The, the low-hanging fruit are these. We are made in God's image. Our bodies in the image of God. Nah, well, I wouldn't say, you know, maybe initially in the first release, uh, but then I got involved and decided to make some changes that I think are are vast improvements. He's one guy, and then, of course, the wrong sex hormone thing and, and the wrong sex surgery. And I'm not going to mock people by mocking the voice of someone like that. That's not mine to mock. So no longer made in God's image. Another one. Love thy neighbors, you love thyself. Nah, unless they're white, then just put them on blast, baby. Because by virtue of being born in a body made in God's image, they're evil. Hate them. That's a virtue. See? Upside down, inverse, freak show, mirror house, carnival, freak world, horror show version. But that's the low-hanging fruit. This took me a bit to notice. Luke 2 from the Bible, the New Testament. Part of the story of the birth of Jesus tells us that while Joseph and Mary were there being registered in Bethlehem, they were there, time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped them in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Now, you can think of this as a garage, an outbuilding, a shack, but understand that it held animals. Because there was a feeding trough in there. So the Lord Jesus, Lord, all, you know, fully God, fully, fully little boy, fully baby, fully human was laying in a food bowl born that way. So God so wanted to have the human experience that he didn't decide to go all the way up the food chain. He could have said, "Now nah, let's skip some steps. I will just be born. I will incarnate my son and have him created inside uh, the body of a queen. And then he'll just be born into royalty and then announce himself. And then on his fifth birthday, he'll call 10,000 angels down and say, okay, look, uh, there's some new things I need you to know. This is beyond, you know, this is beyond coffees for closers. I am God incarnate uh, as God's son. And to prove that, I'm going to bring all the world's bosses here right now. Boom. Click a finger. Here they are. All right. The evil ones are going to disappear. Everybody watch in three, two, one. All the Herods are gone. Then he goes, all right. You feel me? He could have done that, but he didn't. Because that's not the end he wants. He wants a full relationship and he wanted to understand us. So he was born into a veritable slave class in a manger. The first people to be made aware of him coming aside from his his immediate family and the nature of who he was were shepherds. The lowest form of people on the socioeconomic ladder at the time. Stinky out in the fields with sheep all the time. Not a lot of access to hygiene. Not particularly given people were given to thinking that is a skilled job. It's a very important job. It wasn't skilled in their minds. So they're the ones who get to go see him first, then to serve the ends of God. Some princes or wise men, they went by, but really just to show how arrogant Herod was, as, as I read it. So Jesus wasn't born middle class. Most people aren't middle class. That's why it's the middle. And certainly, Most people aren't rich rulers. But here's where we start to see the party back to its own games. Hey, from Philippians 2.6, who, talking about Jesus here, Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. See, what I said about he could have called 10,000 or 20,000, or for that matter, five, since they're that powerful angels together, and said, hey, just go gather every world leader, set them down here in front of me, a five-year-old kid, I'll make the bad ones disappear. He didn't do that. Likewise, Having been nailed to the cross, the Lord Jesus could have said, hey, watch this, you guys, and jumped down, and there's no holes in his fingers, and then just snapped his fingers and put all the people who nailed him up on on a bunch of crosses and said, okay, you dig it? You see what I am? You see what I can do? Now, let's down on your knees, down on your knees, but he's not a God of force. It's not what he does. He didn't want to use his deity to his own advantage. He wanted to use persuasion and logic to some degree and explaining and then some miracles to show people. But very, very, very few in comparison to the number of people who lived in that part of the world. The party's the opposite. And for that, we can go straight to the news and just show that the party is the opposite. Just a bunch of current news stories, starting with some very easy, very light getting into some that are increasingly heavy, getting up to a man who's unhappy with the placement of the sun. No, no, not the sun. S-O-N, S-U-N. Remember that you can write to us at toddhermanshow.com You can also become, I hate the word follower. You can see what I write on Twitter at Toddy Herman. I'm also on Gab, same thing. At Toddy Herman, we've got a bunch of social stuff. Julie does an incredible job on that. Thank you, Julie, for doing the social stuff so well. So um, you'll know, by the way, if Julie's talking to you, if I'm talking to you. Because, well, first of all, I never, I I don't spell things correctly. And she does. I've never spelled anything right in my life. Not once, not ever. I might be exaggerating a little bit. Let's take some examples of what I mean. Um, You have Kim Potter, the officer in the Dante Wright shooting. What was she doing? What did she wake up in the morning and say, oh, Been a while since I've killed me a black person or maybe it's, you know, what I've always wanted to do is kill a black person. Maybe I'll do that today. I know it's not what she did. She was in extreme stress this young man, Dante Wright, was resisting arrest. The the police, as I understand it, were afraid that he was going to drag a cop behind a car, which will, you know, do things nasty like snap your neck, break your femur, or kill you, and such. And she made a life-ending, irrevocable mistake of getting him, her firearm instead of a taser. She said, "Taser, taser, taser." She shot that young man a couple times, and he died. That must be disciplined. It's absolute negligence. I mean, it's it's not a bad in terms of life count if as if a seven forty seven pilot. Do they still have those seven forty seven seven thirty seven pilot? Said throttle and you know went in reverse. That's but that's tantamount to what she did. But what was she doing? She was trying to capture someone who had proven himself, in my judgment, to be a clear and present danger to everyone around him at that moment, including her fellow cops. That
2: didn't stop her from being convicted. I'm now going to read your verdicts as it will as it will appear in the permanent court records of Hennepin County, in the matter of State of Minnesota versus Kimberly Potter, Court File Number Twenty Seven CR Twenty One. 7490, we, the jury on the charge of manslaughter in the first degree while committing a misdemeanor on or about April 11, 2021 in Hennepin County, state of Minnesota, find the defendant guilty. And the verdict was agreed to at the hour of 1140 a.m. and signed by the jury person on 12-23-21. The verdict on count two is we, the jury, on the charge of manslaughter in the second degree, culpable negligence on or about April 11, 2021, in Hennepin County, State of Minnesota, find the defendant guilty. And that verdict was agreed to at 10.30 a.m., on 12 21
0: 21. As that went on, she sat or stood and listened really stoically. I, I get the feeling that she knew what was going to happen. And so she watched. Now, her attorney said, hey, can we get her released early? Because she is shown great remorse. She's not a risk of flight. Uh, she's been responsible. She's been cooperative for all this. The prosecutors fought that tooth and nail. They didn't want this woman released. They wanted her to have to stick around go through the whole entire process um, in jail. That day, right now. Now, that's their job. And I'm not going to criticize them for doing their job because that's what they were called to do. The judge said, hey, we can't go around treating people differently. So she put her in jail that day. She spent jail, spent Christmas in jail. Now, wouldn't it be nice if you can disagree with this verdict, and I do, I think there's a number of things you could have found this woman guilty of that wouldn't put her in prison because they don't think she had any malice. And I know that this is negligence. I know they didn't say it was malice. But I can disagree with that, but take the bigger point of, hey, we used to put a lot of effort into to having a fair society. The judge is absolutely right. You can't just not put her in jail that day because if this is what you normally do, you have to do it. Even if you don't want to do it, you have to do it. Unless you're a member of the party. Herod, the ruler who would go around killing infant babies in an attempt to kill Jesus the messiah because he didn't know who he was so he just wanted to kill all the babies that guy in the last years of his life murdered a couple of his sons that guy when he died he wanted all the other priests murdered that way people would be upset about them being murdered and not happy about him dying that's that's what he was he was that evil and he was known even by his contemporaries to be that evil, but he could do this because he had all this power. And that's what Jesus came to tear apart. And that's why Herod was afraid. That's why he was terrified when the wise men or the princess said, yeah, that star in the sky, that does mean the Messiah is coming according to the Hebrews books, or the Jewish people's books has exactly what that means. It would be here. And when they went and saw, according to the Bible, when they went and saw, yeah, this is in fact a Messiah. They said, you know what? We're not telling Herod just let him, Let him stew. We don't want to be involved with this. We're not going to go against the Messiah. They chose a side. The shepherds chose a side. Herod chose a side. The thieves on the cross, one said, Please, please promise me that you'll welcome me into your kingdom when you come into your kingdom. Please bring me with you. And Jesus said, Truly, I tell you, today you'll be with me in paradise. The other guy said, Ah, oh, look at you. Test yourself down if you're really the son of God. They chose sides. The party is choosing a side and so many of them don't even get it. They don't even know it. Next hour, I want to explore who are the people who seem to me to know it and who are the people who are functionaries. And by the way, does it even matter? Truly, does it matter? The officer, Kim Potter, is far more close in the economic, socioeconomic ladder to where Christ was born than Herod. Far closer. He was not a cop or anything like a cop. He didn't arrest people. He wasn't a person of force. He didn't have earthly authority beyond that which he could, if he chose to use his deity occasionally, yeah, he could bring people back to life. But you notice he never forced anyone to do anything other than forcing demons to leave people. Never did it. But socioeconomically you're talking about his adopted father was a carpenter his mother was an unwed pregnant teen when he was born or well, I think she was wed by the time he was born but unwed when the immaculate when 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 um when when God caused her to become pregnant So let's take the comparison up a notch in the socioeconomic ladder The party is inverse to God Jesus born as a virtual slave in a virtual slave circumstance. They weren't slaves, but virtually as a depressed person, as a, as a, as a poor young man among many poor young men with honest parents, godly parents among many godly parents, not as none, none, none perfect like Mary. But let's go to Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin is on the far other end of the scale God could have caused Jesus to be born instantly famous. He could have had him born into kinghood. God could have just changed a king materially. If God wanted to shortcut this whole thing, he could have just, you know, taken Herod and turned him physically in front of everybody as they watched into an angel and said, "Oh, you know what? Now I'm now I'm angel the I'm I'm a- 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 Herod the angel." He didn't. This is Alec Baldwin back when they were promoting this ABC News special. And I want you to reflect on something after you hear this. Well, in fact, no, let's do it this way. As I play this, I want us to reflect on the fact that this man right now got to spend his weekend with his family. He got to be with them all weekend weekend not in jail not in prison
1: she was someone who was loved by everyone who worked with and liked by everyone who worked with and admired i mean even now i find it hard to believe that it just doesn't seem doesn't seem real to me you haven't said much in public since that tragic accident why speak out now I think the big question, and the one you must have asked yourself a thousand times, how could this have happened? You've described it as a one in a trillion shot and the gun was in your hand. How do you come to terms with that? It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled.
0: Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger.
1: So you never pulled the trigger?
3: No, 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 no. no. I I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never.
1: What did you think happened? How did a real bullet get on that set?
3: I have no idea.
0: Someone put a live bullet in a gun, a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property.
1: How do you respond to actors like George Clooney who say that every time they were handed a gun, they checked it themselves?
0: How do you respond? I don't have to. See, I don't have to. I'm Alec Baldwin. Uh, I just speak like this and look remorseful and just do what I've done my whole life. Is I, I act in a out, so I'll say things like, wasn't even supposed to be on the scene, supposed to be on the set, and I, I would never point a gun at anybody and, and, and pull the trigger. Uh, 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 line, line. Now, look, I don't know his heart, but I know what was immediately said afterwards, and so do you. He waved the gun around, being a clown, and he killed two people. He's not indicted. He's not in prison. The party doesn't care. There's no calls for him to be in prison. There's no pointing out that he was a multi, multi, multi-millionaire who shot an up-and-coming person who wasn't a multi or probably even millionaire in a media that loves to talk about the pay gap, the CEO-employee pay gap. They don't talk about the death gap? In verse. Everything that Jesus taught, modeled, or said, they are in reverse of. Alec Baldwin has the same access to redemption that we do. He does. But he has different access to forgiveness. It's not even forgiveness. To acceptance of, well, we, come on, he's Alec Baldwin. He's done so much for the
1: party. The only knee we take is to the Lord, the Todd Herman Show. He does all these ads for
0: abortion, shout your abortion, Thou shalt not murder. He does all of that for, for the party. Now, you'd think that was it, but it just accelerates from here. So my theory just gets more and more solid to me, and it just accelerates from here. And my theory is everything Jesus did, preached and modeled, the party does in reverse. In so doing, whether they know it or not, the functionaries of the party have chosen sides against God. What side are we choosing? It just speeds up from here. Item one, California police claim a DA recommended $0 bail for a man charged with kidnapping. And it's written here, having sex with a minor. I will change that to raping a minor just because I prefer that form of accuracy. This is from AmericanNewsWire.com. These notes, by the way, are in most of the podcast apps. You can read the article on yourself on your own. Police in Glendale, California say the office of left-wing Los Angeles District Attorney George Gasson recommended zero bail for a 21-year-old man arrested on multiple charges including kidnapping and having sex with a minor girl. Guy's name is apparently Simon Lopez. Homeless in a residential neighborhood in Canoga Park. Got arrested apparently at a confrontation was seen assaulting the minor girl before fleeing the scene in a vehicle. A homeless man with a vehicle. The The judge and the prosecutor did not recommend zero bail. A judge set the suspect's bail at $100,000. But the, the police say, no, the DA wanted it to be zero. Why would I believe the police? Because I've lived in the separate country of Washington. I've lived in the West Coast for most of my life because they have been parading zero bail around because in the state of California, they have decriminalized sodomy with minors. Because in the separate state of Washington, they've decriminalized purposely giving someone HIV AIDS. Because in the separate country of Washington state with COVID as the excuse, they stopped criminal and sexual background checks against people working to take care of children in daycare facilities. Because they teach perverse pornographic sex ed beginning in kindergarten and they normalize adults teaching kids not about the birds and the bees but about how to have sex in the most dangerous physical ways because the party wants this and what did Jesus say those who would put a stumbling block between him and the little kids you would be better off having a millstone put around your neck and being tossed into the ocean what kind of stumbling block is it to tell a kid you're not made in the image of god let's shoot you up with wrong sex hormones what don't have sex that's like don't eat from the tree of knowledge you're a seventh grader it's natural and good for you to have orgies this is a natural and important form of bonding but it's not not physically not mentally not psychologically not spiritually not in terms of your relationship with God. Not in terms of your standing with the Holy Spirit. Not in terms of your ability to bond well with others in the future. And the party wants it and they teach it and they push it and they're obsessed with it and they're getting it. And Netflix is the same with their cutie softcore porn. And it just keeps going and this is the party and everything they're doing is an inverse to God Almighty. God Almighty is a God of order. He's a God of... Mercy, not sacrifice, but he is a God of law and order. Item two, Mayor Snow Shovel in Seattle. This is from our friends at Safe Seattle on Facebook. If you are ever interested in how a city was murdered, look at Safe Seattle on Facebook or follow my former colleague, Jason Rantz. The police source sent us this yesterday. This is about Mayor Snowshovel who fired some 70 cops because they wouldn't take the MRNA injections, the COVID clot shots. This is what they got from a police source. The mayor still gets her two officers 24-7 at her residence. I've yet to see the staffing sheet for tonight, but I believe there is a total of 13 officers, minus two for the mayor. So that means there are 11 officers on the street for 3rd North on a Saturday night in Seattle. That was December 19th. There were 11 cops for one of the biggest districts in the city and one of the most active districts in the city. But she had two guards because she's on top. Herod Jr. Now, she's not she's not killing people like Herod. She's not on his level. All she does or did as mayor was allow sex trafficking to go up by 2000% and murders and rapes and robberies and vandalism and drug overdoses and terrorist groups traipsing about her city because they serve the party. Does Mayor Jenny know she has sided with evil? Next hour, I want to get into that because I, 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 I came to a very peaceful answer for myself. Well, I didn't. God led me to an answer. Item three. I'm Grim Milestone. A coronavirus outbreak has sidelined a ship in the Navy whose crew is fully immunized. Oh, item three is a boring one. It's just another COVID story. So they can't use an entire Navy ship. I'm Grim Milestone. The Marine Corps has disciplined by dropping from the service. That's called a dishonorable discharge, Grim. A dishonorable discharge of 160 Marines. The Marines have the lowest compliance with the miraculous vaccines invented by Joe Biden's son, Hunter. I'm Grim Milestone. They can't use a ship. Because the fully immunized, read, not immunized, read mRNA junk injected sailors can't sail it, but they still keep their paychecks and their pensions because they did what the party told them to do. And we are not, according to the Bible, to bully our employees. We are to treat our employees as we treat ourselves. We are not to boss, we are not to bully or threaten or harass them. We are not to steal. When you have one group of people who's still getting sick with the COVID and they keep their pensions and they keep their jobs and you have fired another group of people because they're also getting sick, you have stolen and you have bullied. And they've done it on behalf of the party. The divining line is always this. What's good for the party's power? That's what they're doing. What's good for the party's power? How much power did Jesus, Lord Jesus, seek on earth? How much? How much? How much? None. Not in any serious sense. None. Had he fully sought power, he would have had it in his hands with the wink of an eye. He was a babe in a food bowl for animals. The power he got was through persuasion and kindness and miracles and teaching. And yeah, turning over some tables at the temple and embarrassing some Pharisees and some Sadducees, some bureaucrats of their day. So hung up on. But this is what section two, paragraph three, part 19, small section D, italicized on the back page with that weird umlaut thing in front of it says. He sought followers. But not power. Not in that way. Back to the items. Item five, by my count. I think I might have added one, skipped one. The Justice Department and the Consumer Fraud Protection Bureau have put landlords and mortgage services on notice about service members and veterans' rights. What does this mean? It means this. The government that has fired... Service people for not taking a useless MRNA clot shot concoction has now going to landlords and saying, you don't get to charge rent in your house if they're service members. Um, What if they didn't take the injections? Kick the scum out! And laugh while you do it and send us a video of it. We want to see it and watch it. Well, who there is the least of these? It ain't the government. Might be a small-time landlord. The closer you get to the top in America, the more evident it becomes. Everything they're doing is inverse to what the Lord Jesus taught, modeled, and about which he spoke. And by the way, through his word, speaks (sighs) I mean that's gotta be the topper I mean you can't get more egregious than hold on hold right there yes I did get by the way an amber alert it was actually a weather alert did you hear that was the other show it's about a winter squall wow squall that's kind of cool I haven't Been around in a place where squall is a word used a lot, that view. Now, by the way, the last time I mocked God's weather patterns, sure, I did. I was in New York uh, like almost four years ago now. And it was um, when I was filling in for Rush for, it was supposed to be two days in New York. um, God rest Rush. And it was back in the EIB studios. Just about got to you, Sean Hannity's studio, by the way because they were having a problem with the EIB studio, which they solved really quickly. But um, someone called Sean and said, hey, we're having this problem here. And Sean said, oh, no, no, just let him use my studio. That's great. But he has that reputation, incidentally, in the business as being a super nice guy from a lot of people, like the warmest of hearts. In any case, I made fun of the phrase... Um bomb cyclone and I man I riffed on it. It was funny too because I saw the people in the I B laughing and okay yeah yeah let's get to the programming elements of the show here, Mr. Comedian. But um, went back to the uh, the hotel that night and and woke up in the morning and I was like I- I'm not leaving. I'm stuck. And sure enough, it was, I, it, I've never seen anything like that. And I've been in New York a bunch, but I walked like the five blocks from the hotel to the EAB studios. I've never seen such sideways snow in my life. It was like three feet of snow by the time I got there. It was one when I started the five block walk. It was nuts. I don't mock God's weather. Uh, uh, it's is another way of saying that. But I ate Bill Gates. All right, here we go with the cherry on top of the thesis you know about bill's desire to blow dirt into the air right so i've told you about this he wants to take <laughs> he wants to take these big machines and blast dirt into the air because in his opinion the sun is is malformed uh, like the human immune system, I've never appreciated the fact that uh, it, it is uh, 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 it is completely uh, beholden to how one treats their personal health. I don't like the fact that if you have enough responsibility to uh, get vitamin D and vitamin C on uh, exercise and uh, not become particularly obese, then uh, that, that your immune system works better than, than if you than if you do those things, because I don't like sun particularly. I tend to almost burn up in it. It's weird, uh, but I can see myself in the mirror. I stick on that every day. Did I say that all out loud? I just having a producer because back in the olden days, I could say to Alex, did I say that part out loud? See, I struggle with mocking. I really do. The research that Bill wants now to engage is called Stratospheric Controlled Disturbance Experiment, carried out by scientists from Harvard University as the purpose of achieving that the sunlight is reflected outside the atmosphere of our planet. Ha! Huh. Ha! We plan to use a high-altitude balloon to lift an instrument package approximately 20 kilometers into the atmosphere. Once in place, a very small amount of material will be released to create a disturbed air mass approximately 1 kilometer long and 100 meters in diameter. Then we'll use the same balloon to measure the resulting changes in disturbed air mass, including changes in aerosol density, atmospheric chemistry, and light scattering. uh This isn't, they want to block the sun. Because Bill doesn't like the way the sun works. He wants to help pay for this. And God said, let there be light. Oh, I think there's too much light. And God said, "Let there be light." Control off the lead. screen Greenham. In every
1: capacity, the party stands
0: opposed to God. And incidentally, oh uh, well, that's just science denial. You're denying science. No, I'm not. Science, science, the scientific process is a thing that Christians help prove. I can see that they've used the scientific process to create a theory that they can do this. They've used math and they've used probably quantum physics and they've used a bunch of uh, algebra to figure out how to get the, the the rockets there and the balloons there to that position. Uh, They've used a degree of spatial relations, I'm sure, and a whole bunch of vectors and things I'm way too not smart enough to understand. I get that. They've done that. I'm not a science denier. I am this denier that man should seek to block the sun and not expect bad things to happen. that is not the giver of life, that's God, but that's the sustainer of life. It's a good thing there's not pride, which the Lord abhors, or arrogance. <laughs> but I will say this. And guys, this takes a lot for me to admit. There's a dude who does a better Bill Gates than me. There's a dude who does a better Bill Gates
3: than me. And I would appreciate it if people would have some
0: sympathy when I talk about how hard it is for me to admit there are people who do better impressions of Bill Gates than I do. If it sounds like I'm buying time by having this little fake crying episode I am, because I forgot to put the audio of the guy who does
3: a better Bill Gates in here than I do, but I just put it in now, and I can play it by clicking this button. Hello, useless eaters. As your unqualified, non-elected global human health overlord, I'd like to take this opportunity to flaunt my position of power and influence over society and share some of my plans for you and your future. When I amassed my fortune in computer software, I demonstrated that I was willing to lie, steal code, cheat my partners, and exercise monopolistic control to destroy my competitors. Now that I've retired, I can rebrand myself as a humanitarian. With my for-profit foundation, Mass Grading as a charity, I can advocate for population reduction and sponsor mass human experiments with unproven vaccines in vulnerable populations. Like my father, A powerful banker, eugenicist, and Rockefeller crony himself, it's always been my ambition to decide who lives and, more importantly, how many have to die. Whether it's under the guise of climate change or world health, it's really all about controlling and culling the human herd for fun and profit. In November of last year, I hosted Event 201, a war game simulation of a global pandemic. Leaders from private corporations, global banks, governments, and the media got together to strategize ways they could align in lockstep when responding to a worldwide health crisis. Using a coordinated campaign of fear-mongering, intimidation, social shaming, and economic blackmail, we realized that we could get around dangerous philosophies like individual liberty and national sovereignty. With an obedient population, we would be free to implement our own top-down solutions like forced quarantines, social distancing, contact tracing, and mandatory testing as a means to seize technocratic control of society. <laughs> he forgot the part about God.
0: Incidentally, that's linked in most of the podcast apps. And I take it back. I think my Gates is pretty darn good. It's just help that he has the assistance there of animation and the animation's actually really good it's very funny my friend Dave the Digital at Green Haven Interactive he's fighting a good fight with Spotify right now it's the strangest Spotify bug if you ever see us dropped by Spotify it's probably not even Spotify doing a bad thing there's just some weird 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 podcast bug so if that ever happens search for the show with the emerald city XL thing that's me with the gray beard in the field instantly my daughter took that photo and it is really really good the whole series of those are really really good that's the new podcast if you ever get it dropped um dave also absolutely beat the google not beat it worked with the google algorithm to in a matter of 30 days take us from non-existent to second place for google rankings And Dave the Digital does this for a living in a world of technology people that are just dominated by leftists. Dave is not that. He is a conservative man. He's a man of God. And he is very, very skilled and could do the same thing for your small business or your larger business. That is, make sure that you are in the right place in Google rankings, which does matter, and then go through the more interesting work of creating marketing funnels to take passers by and turn them into shoppers and shoppers into buyers, and then ultimately buyers into evangelists for your company. It's really a smart way to do business. You can reach my dear friend, Dave the Digital, at greenhaveninteractive.com. Now to the emails. I want to respond to a whole series of emails I've gotten from people who are reminding me that it is the book of revelation, not the book of revelations. So first of all, let me begin with this response. I've got a whole bunch of emails like this. Number one, bless you for caring so deeply about the word of God. Bless you. Bless you for writing me a note and saying, Hey, you got something wrong. Bless you. I, I appreciate that. And I ask you this. Oh, and so I, I have corrected that. And I ask you this. What are the issues in how people see Christians, more importantly, how they see Christ these days? I would argue with the deepest of love and respect for you because I really do thank you for pointing that out. Only true friends will tell you when you've got broccoli in your teeth. And I had a broccoli named S in my teeth. I thank you for that. What do you think the bigger issue is than S's on the end of Book of Revelation? I think it's this. I don't think people see Christ anymore. I think in best case scenarios, they see nice church people. And I think they see nice church people who do nice things. And look, I'm blessed to belong to a pretty big, very successful church, which concentrates on uh, making biblical disciples in relational environments and reaching people for Jesus one person at a time. I'm very lucky. And I wonder how much churches would gain from taking on the impossible, which brings me to this, the impossible. This is a note from Daniel. Dear Mr. Herman, thank you for your podcast. It's given me hope in one of the most difficult periods of my life. I'm a police officer on the West Coast until this coming week when I lose my job for refusing to take the mRNA injections. With all due respect to you, sir, I did my own research on this topic and have arrived at the fact that I will not have these injections in my body. I listened to your program on a daily basis, both when you did live radio for a number of years and now that you have switched to podcasts. I say all due respect in that I didn't just take your word for it. I went to the source and read on my own. What I've determined is that at the age of 40, in very good health, I'm a competitive runner and weightlifter. My body is more likely to beat this virus with very little risk to myself or my ability to earn from my family, unlike these injections which I happen to know have harmed colleagues of mine in this profession and in a prior profession. People my age should not be taking these injections. It's insane. Because I refuse to do this, I will now lose my job. Prior to this, I served in the armed forces in the Marine Corps. I'm now watching brothers in the Marine Corps remove, sorry, this gets me, Removed from service, though they were willing to lay down their lives for their brothers, removed from service because they will not inject themselves with something that cannot save anyone's life. Men who were willing to go into battle, to be shot or blown up, having their careers stolen from them because they will not do something to not save a life. As I look at this and I ask, what is happening to our country? Mr. Herman, I have to ask you, what is happening to our country? How do I continue without the belief that the United States doesn't continue? Respect what you do. I've heard you talk about having regret for having not served. You do serve. You, Mark Levin, Rush, as you say, God rest him, you all serve just in different ways. What do we do without America, sir? Daniel. Well... You'll have God. And if you're right with God and you stand with Him, you'll have eternity. And you'll stand next to your Maker. I join you in deep worry. About this country? And what if we did something impossible? What if we decided to spend an hour a day in prayer for our country? And then an hour a day during the day recruiting the reluctant Christian leaders to actually get into the arena, to actually take Christ, his word, his disciples into the buildings of fake power and into the seats of temporary control. What would happen if we decided to become, by choice, not through force, but by choice, a Christian nation, truly Christian, with respect for the least of these and for a building of the kingdom? What would happen then? Part two of this thought experiment, next hour who's evil who is just being rolled song review and a personal note in hour two today this is the todd herman show go be well be strong be kind and as i just said please do be right with god